Warning! What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem! I'm Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Right. Good evening. How are you? Doing pretty all right. Yeah, pretty all right is pretty all right by me. Yep. So I got got a question to ask you. Mm-hmm. Would it be pretty all right if we time traveled to the year eighteen oh three? How do you feel about that? I'm okay with that. Let's do okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, during the later part of eighteen oh three, I got a tale to tell you because a ghost had been stalking the streets of London, England, in the Hammersmith area. Okay. Now, this ghost, how'd he look? Well, he was allegedly very tall and dressed in all white. Perhaps also adorned with a calfskin garment, and he might have even had horns or large glass eyes, but all you need to... That's, again, a lot of people were being freaked out about this ghost, Okay. But what okay. we need to kind of retain is that he was tall, kind of skinny, and dressed in all white. He was an all-white ghost. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, all-white ghost. Now, as the townsfolk began sharing their stories of, you know, the things they've seen or things they've heard, it began to become popular consensus amongst them that the ghost was the deranged spirit of a man who had killed himself. And why did this ghost still stalk the earth? Well, after killing himself, he was buried in the uh, consecrated grounds of the Hammersmith churchyard. And his soul could not rest because it was holy land, consecrated. He killed himself. There was some sinning going on there, some murder. Mm -hmm. evidently, Evidently, they just decided that this is why his soul was now wandering the streets of London. Okay. Now... During this suicidal specter's reign of terror, he had a few victims. These are some noteworthy ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. He harassed an elderly woman who felt so harassed and terrified she succumbed to the void herself from the fear the ghost induced. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, she eventually just died. He also terrified a young pregnant woman who suffered the same fate. The ghost scared them hmm. both to death. Wow, that's not good. No, it's that's not. That's a spooky guy. Yeah, so I mean, killed the ghost. I mean, the ghost killed the woman and, um, you know, her unborn child. She went mm-hmm. was in shock, and I guess she was comatose for a few days, and then she died. And then a brewer's servant, Thomas Groom, later testified that while walking through the churchyard with a companion one night at close to 9 p.m., Something rose from behind a tombstone and seized him by the throat. Hearing the scuffle, his companion turned around, at which the ghost, quote, gave me a twist round and I saw nothing. I gave a bit of a push out with my fist and felt something soft, like a great coat. 
someone else the ghost also decided to mess around with. It scared a driver of a wagon pulled by eight horses and carrying 16 people, causing the driver to eject himself from the wagon, leaving his horses and passengers behind as he scurried away on foot. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah, like, peace and I'm out. And yeah. He's like, yep, nope, I'm out. You ain't doing Later. this. L- Later, guys. He, what? You're, you're driving us. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Good luck, suckers. I like to think that's what he yelled as he jumped off the wagon. <laughs> See you, suckers. See you, suckers. And this. <clears throat> um, according to a man we will learn a little more about shortly, quote, many people were very much frightened. Now, so this is the status of our story. This is where we're at. A ghost had targeted Hammersmith's population for its own nefarious purposes. But London did not have a dedicated police force. Police forces tend to be a rather modern invention, if anyone knows about the history of police forces across the world. Mm-hmm. But rather night watchmen. So, the local law enforcement did not have the manpower amongst their ranks to search for the ghost. And while well, the locals were getting restless. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they felt they had to do something. So, so Zach, what did they choose to do? What Get drunk think? and grab their guns? They did that. This is exactly what they did. They formed their it's own what army. everybody does. It's every it's time. Awesome. Every time. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome and totally fine. Totally safe. Yeah. It's an appropriate response. Yep. So, mm-hmm. so they formed their own armed patrols and set out to hunt the phantom themselves. Well, we know what this was. Perfect. This was a mess. It was monster excitement, stupidity syndrome in full effect. A full-on mess yeah. had arrived. So, one watchman, William Girdler, the same man who spoke of how terrified the people were becoming before that I quoted, was patrolling around 10.30 p.m. on January 4th, 1804. He met met up with an excise officer, a customs officer, Francis Smith, and they began their ghost hunt, armed with the only weapon you should ever battle a ghost with. Gun. Shotguns. Yep. yep. Awesome. They would, quote, try to take the ghost if possible. Quite an ambitious. <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. What was their plan? Uh, just, yeah, see what happens. Maybe we'll get it. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, hmm. Well, the two men agreed upon their objective and then set off on their own. So, like, they met up and then split apart. And I'm picturing, you know, two guys in perhaps long jackets with shotguns. Plotting to capture ghosts with shotguns again reminds me very much of <clears throat> Supernatural Sam and Dean Winchester. Huge Winchester vibes happening right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perhaps the British Men of Letters were involved. I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay. All right. So Smith was brandishing his weapon. I presume very confidently, almost arrogantly, as he set about on his mission, ever vigilant. He turned a corner, and suddenly, there it stood. A tall, slender apparition, covered in white. Quote, Damn you! Who are you and what are you? Damn you! I'll shoot you! (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And shoot it he did. Nice. Yeah. Bricklayer Thomas Millwood fell to the ground. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> Having been murdered by, quote, a gunshot wound on the left side of the lower jaw with small shot oh. about size number four, one of which had penetrated the vertebrae of the neck and injured the spinal marrow. So this is going to get got shot in the face. He just got blown. He just got shot in the face by a shotgun. That's a bad time. Because a man thought he was a ghost. Now, why do you think this man thought Thomas was perhaps a ghost? Now, clearly he was. And of course, like you said, a few articles mentioned that Francis Smith had been drinking. So, of course, obviously. Hmm. But beyond that, why may he have targeted Thomas? Why may he have thought this man was, in fact, the ghost that he was searching for? Well... Thomas had been dressed in linen trousers, entirely white, washed very clean, a waistcoat of flannel, apparently new, very white, and an apron, I'm presuming also white, which he wore around him. Okay. He had been leaving his sisters, and she had heard Smith yell at her brother before blowing him away. Oh. Yeah. Uh, evidently, Thomas Millwood had been mistaken for the ghost before because of his attire. He was, again, a bricklayer, a plasterer. Stop dressing like like that. I mean, this right. When I found out his wife was like, man, you have to stop dressing in all white, walking the streets at night when everyone else hunting ghosts. Please stop doing this. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, This is what his wife had to say about how he had... She had tried to tell him maybe to stop dressing in all white because she was concerned for her husband's Use your head so somebody doesn't shoot it. Yeah, please. All right. On Saturday evening, he and I were at home, for he lived with me. Okay, it's his wife. He said he had frightened two ladies and a gentleman who were coming along the terrace in a carriage, for that the... Oh my... Okay. Not as many people that oh. was in the wagon before. Not the, <laughs> not the, staff, the same story. All right. For that man said, he dared to say, there goes the ghost, that he said he was no more ghost than he was, and asked him, using a bad word, did he want a punch of the head? Oh my God. <laughs> I begged of him to ho- change. Yeah, go ahead. I hope he went. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, like, trying to like play it up. Yeah, it's like you fucking ghost. Yeah, I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. <laughs> you fuck. Ooh. <laughs> then the ladies are like, oh, "Is he a ghost?" He's like, "God damn it, I'm not a ghost." Yeah. I begged of him to change his dress. Thomas says I, as there is a piece of work about the ghost and your clothes. Look white. Pray do not put on your pray do put on your great coat that you may not run any danger. So yeah, put on maybe a bigger jacket, a darker jacket, break up this whole white look you got going on so people might identify you as a human being. Yeah. Alright, well Francis was he was a little frustrated but understanding when the police arrested him for murder. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a ghost. I did Oh. Nope, that was a guy. I thought he was a ghost. And one thing I read said as soon as he shot him, he, like, ran away. But when, like, the authorities were, like, look investigating the, like, body, like, that night, he, like, walked back. And I was like, all right. Whoops. Sorry, <laughs> guys. Yeah. Yeah. Francis Smith was tried for willful, mur- uh, willful murder. Malice was not in his heart, but he did set out to kill something. The chief justice reminded the jury at his trial. So, like, I get some quotes from this trial because this trial is actually important as far as like british law goes about how like it's not okay like just because you thought somebody was a ghost when you shot them doesn't mean you can't get away with murder (laughs) (laughs) like 
And that I guess seems so fair. So I got some quotes about a, a chief justice talking about ghosts and murder, which are pretty good to read. So I'm oh, going that's to do, fun. I'm, yeah, I'm going to uh, do that right now. All right. So this is the chief justice. I should portray my duty and injure the public security. If I did not persist in asserting that this is a clear case of murder, if the facts be proved to your satisfaction, all killing whatsoever amounts to murder unless justified by the law or in self-defense. In cases of some involuntary acts or some sufficiently violent provocation, it becomes manslaughter. Not one of these circumstances occur here. So he had to keep reminding the jury about what's going on here. And I got another yeah. quote from... Because they were like, well, he was supposed to kill a ghost. The guy looked like a ghost. I'm like, yeah, he and the shot judge him. is like, it wasn't a ghost. <laughs> it was a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a man. One yeah. man killed another man. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know what he thinks ghosts look like, but I mean, people are talking about like white cloths and like that one guy felt like a cloth and he sees this guy in all white. I mean, <sighs> the odds are not in poor, poor Thomas's favor here. So however disgusted the jury, yeah, because like they kept bringing character witnesses telling about how like Francis was like a good guy. Like, yeah, but he was a great fucking guy. He was mm-hmm. out, he was out hunting ghosts, trying to be a hero, trying to be a good dude. Mm-hmm. All right. However disgusted the jury might feel in their own minds with the abominable person guilty of the misdemeanor of terrifying the neighborhood, still the prisoner had no right to construe such misdemeanor into a capital offense or to conclude that a man dressed in white was a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I agree. Thank you, Lord Chief Baron MacDonald. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, Halloween, Halloween would be a mess if you could just run around being like, I thought it was a ghost. <laughs> Blasted it. Turns out it's just some trick or treater. I don't know. And like I came around. I'm the a corner. good guy though. Like I just, Yeah, right. I, I just thought it was anything. a ghost. It said boo. <laughs> I didn't mean anything by it. Yeah, the guy says boo because they both startled each other. Oh yeah, what? <laughs> I'm gonna shoot your ass. And now I'm just picturing can you imagine Halloween? A guy comes around the the guy who shoots a ghost on Halloween comes around the corner covered in blood. He's like, I just ate the vampire, I shot a werewolf. Whoa, dude, you did what? <laughs> Uh, um, what? You know it's Halloween, right? What? Oh, that, that was tonight? That's today? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh-oh, I thought that oh, was yesterday. <laughs> I was wondering when I when I blew apart that werewolf, the princess started crying. I didn't. I thought she'd be happy. <laughs> Why was the princess with the werewolf was my first concern, but then I had to save her. I thought it was like a Red Riding Hood situation. I was trying to, yeah, save her life. And then when I blew off the werewolf's face... And all the blood splattered on her. I was kind of curious why I didn't, why his head flew apart when I did not have silver bullets in my gun. That was interesting oh, too. But, uh... It's a bad night <laughs> you know, right there. Yeah, not not great. So in this case, there was a deliberate carrying of a loaded gun, which the prisoner concluded he was entitled to fire, but which he really was not. <laughs> 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 and he did fire it. With a rashness which the law does not excuse. In all the circumstances of the case, no man is allowed to kill another rashly. So, I mean, our our Lord Chief, he's like, all right, guys. Hmm. Just because he thought he was a ghost doesn't mean he has the right to just start shooting everywhere. He's just a ghost. And even if it was a a man dressed like a ghost, that doesn't mean he's guilty of, that doesn't mean you get to murder him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, so according to a few uh, 
sources here. According to the Hammersmith Ghost and the Strange Death of Mr. Millwood and the Hammersmith's Ghost and the Case... I like the title of this BBC article. The Case of the Murdered Ghost. It's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So, Millwood had not committed any offense to justify being shot, and even if the supposed ghost had been shot, it would not have been acceptable as frightening people while pretending to be a ghost was not a serious felony, but a far less... It's not a capital offense. It's not a capital offense to frighten someone as you're dressed like a ghost. But a far less serious misdemeanor, meriting only a small fine. I wish I knew how much it was, to the fine was, to pay to scare people as a ghost. Like, what does yeah. it cost me to scare people dressed like a ghost? Worth it? Yeah, I guess maybe. it. Yeah, I guess it'd be not, worth not it. Not if there's people out there hunting them with shotguns, though. Yeah, maybe not worth buckshot to the face. Maybe that's not great. That's not what we wanted. <clears throat> maybe that's less than ideal. Mm-hmm. All right, so the judge closed his remarks by reminding the jury again that the previous good character of the accused meant nothing in this case. MacDonald directed the jury to find the accused guilty of murder if they believe the facts presented by the witnesses. After considering for an hour, their jury returned a verdict of manslaughter. MacDonald informed the jury that the court could not receive such a verdict, and that they must either find Smith guilty of murder or acquit him. That Smith believed Millwood was a ghost was irrelevant. The jury then returned with a verdict of guilty. After passing the customary sentence of death, MacDonald said that he intended to report the case to the king, who had the power to commute the sentence. So the initial sentence, so again, he's convicted of murder, sentenced to die, but everybody involved is like, maybe you shouldn't be put to death. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. not what should happen here. Uh, The initial sentence of hanging and dissection. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) I I skipped over that part when I put this together. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. So it was, uh, hmm, that would have been. Can you imagine being hung and ripped apart because you you killed someone who you thought was a ghost? <laughs> that's how you make a ghost right there. That's, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> oh, that's exactly how you make a ghost. <laughs> the man. When the man becomes the monster, he becomes what he th- sought to destroy. <laughs> Francis Smith, the ghost. The hanged ghost of <laughs> Hammersmith. Yeah, so and instead of doing that to him, the initial sentence was commuted to a hard year's labor, a year's hard labor. So you got to do a bunch of backbreaking work for a year because you killed a man, but after that you're free. He's like, that's fair. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> and then from our, pretty lucky, I think. I think so too. It's like uh, he's just yeah, grateful everybody involved was like maybe we sh-, like that was dumb what you did, but like who knows? Maybe half the jury was like, you know, we were all out that night with our guns. That could have been any one of us that murdered <laughs> this man. Yeah. So from the Londonist, Smith confessed to shooting Millwood, but said he had genuinely believed him to be a ghost. I mean, a good thing to say. I thought he he was a ghost. And I suppose, like, whether you really thought it or not when you shot this man, this is what you're sticking to in the trial. I thought he was a ghost. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. You're not not changing that story. Nope. No, we are not. Uh, Time would tell if this defense would convince a court. So, again, the jury had to answer a curious question. And this is why I quoted this article, because... Is saying you thought someone was a supernatural being a defense against murder? Oh, man. (laughs) That's good. Oh, man. Yeah. In in this case, it had to be. I mean, people... I'm telling you, people would be out there murdering werewolves and be like, why, he stopped being a werewolf as soon as I killed him. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) He was a werewolf. 
He reverted to his original form. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now I'm just thinking of like... Weren't you in an argument with that guy yesterday? Yeah, I didn't know he's a werewolf. Yeah, I had no idea he could. He was a lycanthrope. Jesus Christ! Or like somebody who like blows apart somebody dressed like Jason Voorhees. You have you've seen the movies, right? I'm saving yeah. all the kids. I just shot mm-hmm. Michael Myers, and he actually fell and died. I thought I was a hero. Mm-hmm. It's no man. That's, nope. Nope. I just love I just love somebody sneaking behind the bushes, jumping out and like attacking a vampire. Who's just like a teenage, you know, like a 19-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah, on his way to a party or something. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to hang with my friends. He's got a case of, well, you know, he's got a sack full of maybe some liquor in his hand. and A bag of beer? Yeah, is that blood? He, starts st- he just starts stabbing this kid. Help! <laughs> uh, I don't know. Unfortunately, that's possible, but hopefully, luckily, I mean, anyways. I don't, maybe, uh-huh. I mean, I was afraid something like that was going to happen when way, I mean, it's been such a crazy world. Maybe the first time of the apocalypse, again, we've talked about before, was when the clowns were everywhere. Haven't talked yeah. about that a lot. I still think about it every now and then. Yeah, still, me too. That was a weird. That was a weird year. What was that sixteen? I think so. Yeah, the year that everything really started to get get fun. Let's just call it fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When the clowns, when the apocalypse clowns show up. Oh man, apocalypse <laughs> clowns. <laughs> I can't believe nobody shot a clown. Seriously, I mean, it was tempting. I mean, right? Somehow that was avoided. But in, yeah. in 1804 London, man, man dressed in his like plaster gear, his bricklayer gear, just gets blown away. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. In their view, it was. And so they returned a verdict of manslaughter rather than murder. We talked about that. The huge mm-hmm. in the court was like, nah, it's he's that's not the trial here. You can't just change this. It's, this is what he's on trial for. It's murder. So did he did he commit a murder? Yes. All right, then. <laughs> but yes, I'll talk to the no. king. I'll talk to the king. We'll try yeah. and fix this. All right. So, as you can imagine, something like this would garner the attention of the local media and everyone around when they hear about a man murdering a ghost. Of course. So, that would catch my attention. Uh huh. <clears throat> so, the huge publicity given to the case persuaded the true culprit to come forward. That's right. The ghost? There was someone. There was a culprit. There was a ghost. Oh, interesting. He was John Graham, an elderly shoemaker. There was a man. They were hunting a ghost. And there was literally, people saw a ghost because he was dressed up as a ghost running around scaring people. That was really going on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He had been pretending to be a ghost by using a white sheet to frighten his apprentice or apprentices who had been scaring Graham's children with ghost stories. Oh, jeez. Right? What a clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, what is happening? Just a lot. And um, there was no record of Graham ever being punished for dressing up like a ghost. So I don't think he, he never paid that fine that they said existed for the uh-huh. misdemeanor. Well. So we're going to read out a little bit more about, um, you know, just about the fact that a man dressed up as a ghost. In the case of self-defense where self-defense, so this might be more court stuff, bear with me. In a case of self-defense where self-defense or the prevention of crime is concerned, if the jury came to the conclusion that the defendant believed or may have believed that he was being attacked or that a crime was being committed, yeah, this is the um, like the actual legal standing that got put into British law about, about the situation, and that force was necessary to protect himself or to prevent the crime, then the prosecution... 
have not proved their case. If, however, the defendant's alleged belief was mistaken, and if the mistake was an unreasonable one, that may be a peaceful reason to coming to the conclusion that the belief was not honestly held and should be rejected, even if the jury come to the conclusion that the mistake was an unreasonable one. If the defendant may genuinely have been laboring under it, he is entitled to rely upon it. <clears throat> but yeah, back to um, back to John dressing up like a ghost. Yeah, I guess his apprentices were freaking out his kids. So then he ran around the town dressed like a ghost to make like this ghost. To scare legend. his apprentices. Yeah, this is like some Scooby Doo shit right now, and that's insane. It really is. It really is. Imagine but if, like, it's a, like a, if Shaggy had a shotgun. Right, and imagine if Shaggy killed like just a guy who wasn't even the guy pretending to be the ghost. Yeah. It's like, oh, he was the ghost? No, that was just a man. And then the real guy like pulls off his, during the court, he, yeah. like, the ghost walks and he's into like, the room. He's like, holy shit, guys. It's <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, so then, oh, well, that, can, bear with me for one second. I, w- I printed out my reading here, and I had a little, uh, outside of the black line where the murder takes place, took place, there was a plaque. So I'm going to pull it up in my phone and just read it for just a second. Because this is a okay. plaque when you walk, because it was a public house. So, like, the trial was even going on inside that house in 1804. You know, the tavern, the, you know what I mean? We've, uh, we know about those guys. The pub. Yeah, exactly. Right, I'm just going to get real creepy and look into my phone here so I can read it real small. Okay. So just, this pride from the camera looks real, real weird, but just bear with me. It does. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is another kind of ghost story. <laughs> All right, so the Black Lion, this plaque is outside the uh, the public house. Formerly known as okay. the Black Lion, a public house has stood on this site for well over 200 years. Originally a piggery, it is refuted that the pig farmer started brewing beer for himself and his friends. This proved so popular that it overtook his agricultural interest as his main occupation. That's a fun fact. Then yeah. it goes from talking about this pig farmer becoming a, a brewer to the hammers with ghosts started haunting Black Lion Lane huh. on St. Paul's Churchyard in 1804. One night, an excise officer, Francis Smith, filled his blunderbuss, bruss? Yeah, blunderbuss with shot and himself with ale. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Before killing an unfortunate white-clothed bricklayer, Thomas Millwood, whom he mistaken for the ghost... It was the black line that the body was taken and an inquest held later. So everything went down. I mean, the public house, it was a source of everything going on back then mm-hmm. in the local area. So, yeah, that's that happened. That was a cool plaque outside there. They still talk about this man who was murdered for someone thinking he was a ghost. Yeah. I also learned that a pig farm can be called a piggery. Yeah, isn't that cool? That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Learned that. Learn that about the piggery. Very cute. It's like a bakery. Yeah, but, a, but it's a piggery. But a piggery. We, we get we make the pigs. Yeah. Yeah, they bake. Bakery bakes. Piggery pigs. Yep. Makes sense. All right. So the Hammersmith ghost. What it he uh, kind of this whole like from these stories, then more ghost stories started circulating around London, and it started to kind of build kind of a ghost story culture subculture of you know hauntings and things being spooky and everybody kind of sharing their wives tales or you know husband tales everybody's telling ghost tales ghost tales all over the place but the actual hammersmith ghost have i been saying hammerstein maybe i meant smith i've been doing no yeah okay i don't think so okay good then but we'll just pretend i never said that 
But the um, okay. but after the trial, of course, and the man you know coming out saying I was the ghost. This would be an interesting episode mm-hmm. of Law and Order, by the way. I would like to see this played out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that one. I'm the ghost. I mean, Law and Order, Scooby Doo, all mixed together. Mm-hmm. But of course, the ghost was a man. So the ghost, the actual, this actual ghost or whatever, you know, went away. He's done. Mm-hmm. That is until 1824. The Hammersmith ghost reappeared because even after a man was murdered and a man admitted to dressing up as a ghost to scare his apprentices, the legend continues. In this specific sighting, the ghost could breathe fire. Whoa. (laughs) All right. And then eventually more stories like this would bubble and kind of come to the surface of popular culture um, amongst the Londoners. But eventually stories of the Hammersmith ghost well, they would transform, take on a different meaning, be replaced by something else. A new level of terror would fill this void. But that's a story for a different time. Oh, mm. cliffhanger. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, all right. But whatever, what's coming next, the tradition is steeped in a man legitimately putting a sheet over his head, terrorizing people. So people were literally terrorized by a ghost, and then out of that, a different kind of legend is born. Kind of neat. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So when I when I jump back into the uh, telling you a story, that legend will be the next story that I tell you and everybody who and all of our beautiful um, listeners. And I would just like to thank Ryan Grossclaus for setting me upon this path. So he he suggested a topic that I may be discussing next time that led me to the Hammersmith ghost. So. Thank you for that. All of our loyal listeners that give us all the support, we appreciate that. Hell yeah. But yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, right. That's kind of cool. Kind of a, in you know. Scooby-Doo. Kind of a one and a done. done it. But right. Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah. I would love. Well. Yeah. Hammersmith Ghost. Would love to see that redone as a television show of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. And then the poor man. Yeah, that'd be fun. The poor man who shoots a man in the face. Yeah. Ah, I mean. I mean, luckily he was a good dude and everybody liked him. That right. They were like, well, we, sh- we shouldn't hang him and rip his insides <laughs> no. out and leave him, leave him up there. No, we know? shouldn't do that. No, it's like, uh, when even like the chief law enforcement officer is like, yeah, I think I'm going to talk to the crown about this one. Let's, yeah. I think we need to. Yeah, like maybe, the, maybe, maybe we don't kill you. Yeah. You know, you thought you were being a good guy, but you had a little too much booze uh-huh. and uh, you, went out. you shot this dude in the face. <laughs> Yeah, you did that, so, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Luckily for him, he must have been a pretty good guy. Otherwise, yeah. uh, they definitely would have just hung him and, oh, what yeah. did they say, dissected him? Yeah, dissection, <laughs> yep. It's like, oh. Yep. Yeah, luckily nobody thought he was a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. It's like, finally, we got a reason to, we got a reason to string this guy up. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, just a nice man. Yeah. Francis Smith, customs I, officer. I really do like that guy, that guy's wife, telling him to stop dressing in all white. Everybody's <laughs> running around looking for a ghost with right. their guns. Yeah. And you're just walking around. At bare minimum, throw on your giant jacket to break up this weird shape you're making in the darkness. <laughs> yeah. You got the apron on. Why are you wearing your apron? Stop. It's like billowing in the wind. and. 
Yeah, so then I'm then I'm picturing the story between him and his wife, where like his wife is like, "Come on, man," and he's like, "I'm not just gonna. This is what I wear. I'm not gonna change who I am because these psychos running around." It's like, "Yeah, but these psychos got guns. I'm just. Mm-hmm. This is what I wear to work. I'm not gonna change my routine for these motherfuckers." And I wonder if that was like his last thought. It's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> She'll listen to my wife. Yeah. It's like, ah. Oh. Boom. <laughs> Bummer. And then, boom. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bad time. Done. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that was a fun yeah, one. It was. That was I, a yeah. short little guy, but that's yeah, kind of a, a lot in there. Kind of a little banger. And he's leading to a different story that is a, perhaps a little more, uh, um, well, not a little more, because that's very intimidating. A man was murdered. But um, not saying demon. Nah. Maybe I'll just say demon. No, nah, I won't. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. But that'll be uh, how we've broken up the show now for mostly ourselves and i guess our listeners too is sure. that'll be sometime in season three i guess hell yeah it most is likely, absolutely yeah because we're wrapping up our our 52 weeks is coming to a close here right yeah just in time for spooky time but yeah spooky time is upon us it is that time of the year again like you said where Certain creatures are gonna have they're gonna gonna be putting their lives in the line here pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh how we like to wrap up our our yearly calendar. Yeah. Or I guess we have we called that our season finale or is that what is that like the the beginning of season three? Is yeah, that's interesting. That's because it could be the premiere. I think it's both, because there's two episodes. If we split yeah, so, it up that way, like we did last time, it's probably both. Yeah, yeah. I assume we will because otherwise we're gonna. Oh yeah, who wants to listen to a nine-hour podcast? No, or, or yeah. a four-hour, <laughs> different chunks. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that'll. Uh, what are we looking at here? Yeah, this, those will come out. Time those will book, bookend uh, Halloween. Yes. And like what? Who doesn't so want I'm looking at the to, calendar right now, yeah. Who doesn't want to help celebrate Hollow's Eve by a spooky time monster battle royale? I don't know who doesn't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. I mean I, I like doing that. I'm a fan. <laughs> it's the only reason I do this show is to come up with monsters that we can battle at the end of the oh, year. Man. Right. I'm excited. It'll be interesting who we choose from this episode to fulfill that slot. Just the man who's running around with his shield in his head? <laughs> or the guy with the shotgun. Or Francis, yeah, with the shotgun, yeah. yeah. No, we'll see. Those conversations we'll see. will happen. Yeah, but yeah, we're gonna have to start. Very exciting things. Very exciting things are afoot on Word and Feared. The Patreon that we have may be getting new art and new comic stories that will be available to you guys at different tiers. Stay posted for that. That's coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool, exciting things to start off season three, guys. So get excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Pumped. Yeah. And again, if you have any other monster ideas or monster stories or any kind of stories, email us at the Weird and Fear Podcast at gmail.com. Contact us on the social medias, Instagrams, or Facebook. Let us know. Either way, we'll get to them. We may not get to everything as fast as we like, but I mean, we'll definitely get to we'll it. We'll get to it. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. we will. Badass. But that's, uh, yeah. Hammers with Ghost. He's a pretty spooky, spooky guy. So everybody else. Yeah. Just like the ghost, stay spooky. Yep. Oh, yeah. Stay spooky. Stay <laughs> spooky.